Yakshini. Hello, and welcome to the Saladcast on Sunday, the 9th of February, 2020. I'm your host, Dan Train. Joining me today, Zachary Burgess. I'm always tired. And Robert Kemp. And Windy. No, just tired. Just tired. More tired than usual, which has been real bad the last couple of days. I slept so much that it still hasn't recovered. I've been ill for the last week. So oh, no. I mean, I assume that I'm ill in some way. Yeah, you're just partially <laughs> ill. Yeah. Because yeah, you and I are quite similar, I think, to illness, and that we'll we'll get normally get like all. Of, well, it's we'll get all. Of, come over to your house every week. Well, no, not not just in that respect, but I mean, like we get, we suffer from illness in the same way. Like some people get all of the symptoms of a thing all at once, and then it's like I'm ill. I tend to get like like a round of symptoms. Like I, like there'll be some of them, and it will be like a sliding scale of symptoms all the way through. It's like it's frustrating. A round. So I've never true. Yeah, you know, like a like a row row you row your boat sort of round oh i see you know, I'll, okay I'll, I'll get i'll get a little bit of the sniffles first and then, and then the headache and then then that will start fading out into the phlegm phases they all overlap and, and then i'll be left with nothing but cough and then the various symptoms oh, that result from excessive coughing like extreme muscular discomfort and lack merrily, of sleep merrily 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 <laughs> life is but a... yeah <laughs> i could definitely hear Suddenly, your illness egg. Can you? Yeah, I heard a sniffle. Does it really sound that different? Yeah, a little. I mean, you are permanently cough territory. Well, yeah. That's like, it's like sometimes when I think that I might be getting ill, it actually makes the cough better. And I'm like, oh. <laughs> oh, no. <laughs> the cough has been suppressed. That must mean something worse is on the way. Yeah. Hmm. But even in my. Uh ill state at the moment storm kira is it kira or kieran one of the kiara kiara, sounds, kiara. Sounds irish to me it could be uh anyway bitch managed to destroy my fence this morning <laughs> You're, like, sometimes barely held to give a fence i mean it's already yeah so it's, it's been flapping in the wind for like a year but yeah the, the gate fell off of all things the gate fell off oh the gate okay <laughs> So we're out there in the wind and rain, reattaching it. To the point where I think I've done in my wrist. Done it in. I can't fix fences. Was it the hinges that it came off? It came off there. You've got crazy. <laughs> that just went incredibly quiet yeah. for some reason. Well, I'm speaking normally, so that's uh, oh, that's not good. Okay. Technical hitches. Then just talk loudly when you start talking, and hopefully that will force Fix it. To... Yeah, fine, I will. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> that worked. It might not. But yep. we'll, we'll hear you. I was asking if the gate had come off its hinges. Yeah, it totally did. Well, that's that's like an effect the point. of the rest of the fence being wobbly, though, right? Because uh, it's just like a, like the hinges just like sit on top of the other part, basically, don't they? Well, Not that kind of gate hinge. Screwed in, so it's like the hinges are attached to the right hand post in this instance, and they're screwed directly into the wood on both sides. Yeah, but I meant the actual the, two parts of the hinge just sort of sit on top of each other. Don't they? Oh no, no, no! Not like that. It like it pulled the screws out. No. Well, that's also helped by the rest of the fence being more wobbly than it should be. Probably, yeah. <laughs> Wedged their way out. So we basically like, yeah, we re reattached the hinge with great difficulty because me and my weakened state had to hold everything up right. and, you were and in prop it up storm. with chocks. I mean, not a and uh, storm, but it was 
We've lost you again. Yep, Dan's gone too quiet again. I'm just talking normally. I haven't changed anything. Uh, oh, nope. Something clicked. Oh. And now you're back. Oh, well, I'm not touching anything. Everything on. is normal. Yeah, that was definitely like a, that sounded like a cable thing. Yeah. Cable? I didn't touch any cables. Cable uh, or bad connection or something like that. Uh, let me That's what it sounds like. I mean, it's an XLR thing, so it's just. And, and then it's straight into the US Firewire thing. Yeah, it was making a bit of noise then. Maybe I'll play with the. Hello, hello. Is that? Oh, maybe this thing is giving up the ghost. Maybe. Let me just. Uh, You're all over the place. Let me check with my own test. Turn me up in the headphones. Jay Z is shouting at you. Turn me up. Yeah. So this gate. <laughs> what is this podcast? Yeah, what is this podcast? Is this, is this it's it's Gamergate. It's my. It's the gate to my house. Is Gamergate? I don't know. <laughs> what else to change? Um, we'll just try not to move too much. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> I'm, yeah. not, I'm not moving. I mean, everything yeah. is like solid. Like, I mean, I've got like a proper mic stand and everything, so I'm not touching anything. Mm. Um, and I haven't been at all, so I don't know what it could be. I'm trying to test. We'll let it you myself. know when it's good and bad. It will plow on. <laughs> oh, well, yeah, you won't be able to hear me. Oh well. Well, uh, we can hear. We, as I say, we can, but you're super, super quiet, so we can tell you when you're super, super quiet. Oh, okay, fine. Uh, what choice do we have? I don't know. I don't know. I don't know how else to adjust anything because I can't tell what's wrong. Yeah, exactly. Um, I'm pretty sure when I test myself, uh, I can't. You know, when I go into the menu and I use the begin test on the capture thing. All seems totally. Seems totally. Oh, I assume that was him starting a test because it would meet him on the output. Yeah, I'm oh, pressing the button to begin <laughs> test. You see? Okay. Oh, I see. Yeah. Do I disappear from you when I'm testing? Yes. yes. Okay. Yeah, yeah, that makes sense. Okay. Yeah. Yeah, that's me pressing the test buttons. Well, everything seems fine when I test. Yeah, good. Well, I mean, it hasn't changed. It hasn't, it hasn't dipped for a little while. Yeah. Oh, okay. <clears throat> Hmm. Well, there's not many moving parts here. Microphone, cable, um, audio interface. Yeah, wherever you've got it right now sounds okay. <laughs> yeah, I haven't touched anything. God damn it! It's fine. There's no difference. Just, just, just look at it in the way you're looking at it right now. I'm not looking at maintain, anything. Maintain your, maintain your gaze. Damn it. Okay. Don't divert too many more photons onto it. <laughs> Jesus Christ. <laughs> <laughs> Fairness, we've had situations like that with the mics here every now and then. Yeah, but like, I, don't I don't think it I is did. my mic because it's, it's I, I can't tell it any different. I don't know. What, what can I what can I do to test it? I mean, can you see the um, uh, if if you go to the Windows control, can you see the current level somewhere so uh, you maybe. would notice when it starts dipping? Oh uh, yeah. Uh, I fucking hate Windows sounds. They bury yep. the. Terrible. Settings, so it's impossible to find it. Yeah. Sound control panel. Here we go. Oh, there we go. Um, lines one, two. Properties. Tools. Well, that's just at one hundred. Um, the input. Sure. Is there a way of actually seeing like a little blue, or like a uh, an active like a, level somewhere? Uh, I don't know. Is there? I don't know. I can't remember. Oh no, it's normally on the um just on the main panel. Yeah, isn't on it? the recording panel. There's yeah. Oh yeah, there the is. Yeah. Well, I mean, 
Ooh. You got <laughs> that's just that's yeah that's just my put my mouth right up to it okay. well i mean it shows but it's very low but because yeah, i think it like just is low crazy, yeah mm. so i can't really <sighs> see anything there unless i smack it um we'll get a waveform going somewhere maybe get an audacity revving or something i don't know but yeah. even then it'll be quite small yeah I'd have to, <coughs> yeah maybe i can run up um, never mind it's, it's fine right now it's fine waveform. It's still fine. It remains to be fine. Well, can I monitor it with Goldwave or whatever? Um, I mean, you could, provided it's not in exclusive record mode. Yeah. Would it be exclusive? Uh, I mean, I think that's I... a setting in the control panel. Record, monitor input. I'll put that on. And then device. Recording device is line one. Oops, one. Ah, there we go. Okay, that's monitoring. Looks perfectly fine. Can you hear me? Yeah, it sounds fine at the moment. Yeah. Can you hear me? Okay. Okay, yes. I've got the sort of flame graph up from Goldway, so I'll just sort of vaguely look at that, but I don't think it'd be any different. Slightly hypnotic. Okay, fine. <laughs> that's a good thing. Okay. Uh, where did we get to on my gate round? <laughs> where, where are we coming back into this podcast? Yeah, roughly, roughly now. Who fucking knows? Yeah. All I'm saying is, don't do labour whilst a little bit ill. It sucks. I mean, you didn't have much choice. I, I mean, guess. no, it had to be done. As I mean, we're going to have a have to get some handymen in finally to actually do the work because we can't. <laughs> do you think? Yeah, we actually like just to be sure on the other side of the gate as well to stop it from like randomly opening because the 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 latch and stuff is bad now as well. Like we've just put a couple of chocks of wood over the other side, so we can't actually get out of that gate anymore. Okay. It's 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 closed. It's like good luck stealing anything from our back garden because <laughs> now it's all now you've got to chuck it over the vents. Yeah. Okay. Thanks, Storm so that, Kiara. Yeah, thanks. That was a yeah. That was not fun. Neighbor is coughing yourself awake for most of the night. But yeah, there you go. I'll, I'll... No, actually, I think I'll take the broken fence over the corner. Yeah. Myself awake, <laughs> thinking about it. You guys are suffering. Mm. I blame I blame my uh, half marathon that I ran last week. Clearly, oh, did you run it? It has, it has bust up my immune system. Probably. Humble brag. Not really a humble brag, just a brag. How'd it go? All right. I got round. Comfortable enough. Sweet. Two and a half hours. So not fast, but on time. It's a long old way. Yeah, it's a long damn way. Do you slow down a lot at the end, I imagine? Oh, so much, yes. Yeah. Because we were miles ahead of time for the first, like, ten miles or so. Right. And then the final three were just atrocious. <laughs> just hellish. Yeah. It's... Yeah, uh, my, my, my running partner ended up getting blisters sort of around oh, mile eight. So it's much. like we were... We slowed down a little bit um, for him, and then... By like mile ten, or something. No, this is this is real bad. You 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 just go, and I'm like, okay, I won't be going very fast. You might catch me. You know, he ended up five minutes behind, so that's okay. Mm. <laughs> I don't feel too bad. <laughs> feel a little bad, but not too bad. Uh, yeah, so it was a that was a thing. I beat my ten mile PB. <laughs> I'm doing a half marathon. That's not how that's supposed to work. What if the first 
10 miles. That's 10 miles. Yeah, it was 10 okay. minutes quicker than I've ever run it. <laughs> that's pretty that's good. good. 10 minutes. That's ridiculous. Yeah, that's, but that's not... I guess it's because you're surrounded by people doing it and stuff. Yeah, I guess. It's not how it should work. I should have been paced. <laughs> oh, you're supposed to be pacing yourself. Okay. Yeah, yeah. So it's, it's the best way. It's just to do the same time all the way around. Mm. Maybe get quicker at the end if you can. That seems so. Hard. They say, so yeah. I'm I'm not one for negative splits. Negative splits is that what they call it? Yeah, yeah. Because your because your your split times for each mile go down. Go down and so, down. Yeah. yeah, it's like when you get to that. You know, when you're when you're games when you're driving around <laughs> on a doing a time trial or something, and you get that that split time comes up and it says it's negative when you're ahead. Mm. Yeah, but ahead of what though? That's your previous world. time, I guess. Well, yeah. In this case, negative splits. But then you've only got you haven't got data from half of this race. <laughs> I mean, I mean, not while I'm running it. I mean, I had my watch on so I could see what I was doing, like each mile. Yeah, but I meant you you per mile is different to the whole thing. Like you didn't really technically have any data for after like mile ten, really, because you never actually run that whole oh, I see what you mean. one go. No, 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 I hadn't. Yeah, I'd only I'd only ever run ten miles. So going going That's further the than that was, you'd ever run, is it? Was, yeah, yeah. Those 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 last that last three point one was so it's all personal bests for those last three point one yeah. miles. That's true, technically, I guess, but they don't really count. Like the 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 the, F, the runners are a little bit funny about that. If it's the first time you've done it, it's not a PV. It's only a PV if you beat it. Well, right. I mean, that, that kind of makes sense because you can't have you can't have a best out of one. <laughs> I suppose. I mean, I'm I'm taking it. It's 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 if it, if you put it down on a sheet, it, what would I put for my personal best? Well, that one time I did it. <laughs> You'd put that down. Yeah, of course you would. Well, it's definitely a new lap record. New lap record. <laughs> what a great sound effects in episode one race. <laughs> it plays that after your first well, lap, doesn't it? <laughs> Uh, yeah, I'm yeah. sure it does. But that's <laughs> there because there's an implied old record by the NPCs. Oh, I guess, yeah. Not just your best record. Oh, yeah, it's not personal best, yeah. Fair enough. PB. There's a new lap record. They don't really have PBs in games, do they? Apart from literally racing games. Well, I mean... Well, probably in and like Olympics games, I guess. <laughs> well, I suppose they do, yeah, because like games tend to be like just about you, right? Like most of the, it's not like when you like oh, I don't know, it's like the more realistic races, like Forza or something, they could probably like have like this is the actual lap record, yeah, around the track. I mean, they, and then, some some do, and then they could put your personal best next to it. Marin Sonic at the Olympic Games must have PBs. Yeah, probably. <laughs> Why do we always talk about that game? Because it's an Olympic that? game. And we I don't, we don't our, even care even slightly about real Olympic games. It's an Olympic on our year. site, for some reason, that comes up. Like, we've tagged it multiple times. Because <laughs> it's got yeah. Sonic in it. That's okay. why. It's yeah, because <laughs> I keep saying it might be good. Yeah. This is the Tokyo uh, yeah. one. Uh, yes. That's this it's year. Coming out. It's this, ready this year. for yeah. Mario to be an actual mascot. I love the Olympics. The real Olympics, I mean. The real Olympics. Should be good. Yeah, it's excellent. It's good fun. No curling this year, though. Not the Winter Olympics. <laughs> yeah, I was like, that yeah. would, there wouldn't it's be, the would there? <laughs> I saw the um, Nike like uniform type things for Olympic skateboarding. Pretty cool. Oh, okay, yeah. <clears throat> I was reading the thing that like um, curling became 
super popular with um like uh the financial sector people because um NBC on one of their um, side channels started showing it in America weirdly okay they had like oh. you, know, you know what's what's normally a commercial news network or like financial news and all that stuff they had curling on one of their sub channels cuz i guess the network needed somewhere for it to go hmm. so apparently all these uh financial sector guys are now into curling Mate, there's probably just the like some super ridiculous like play to to make use of all these old ice rinks that are still hanging around that no one cares about any longer because what the fuck is ice skating even? <laughs> like you go to New York and there's like those ice rinks and you're like, who ice skates? I mean, I'm, people people do for fun. Yeah, yeah, but not like you could get more use out of that ice <coughs> by scheduling some other events on the same ice. They'd probably do some like dancing on ice there, or or some... even just like the hockey stadiums. Use, start using them for other things when there's not a fucking hockey match, which is like most of the time. Yeah, but yeah, they, but they, they, they need to practice. To, yeah, they, it's not like you can have, have a training ground for ice yeah. hockey. You have you have your arena. Ice. Yeah, but not like all the time. Probably if it's a professional team. But I bet there's quite a lot of amateur grade hockey rinks around the place. Well, and they probably have probably like other Canada, teams, yeah. right? They probably have a kids league and they probably have a, um, maybe the women's league as well. You know, so there's probably lots of leagues running. They probably make the most out of it, to be fair, Zach. Like, yeah. There's always space to fit in rink. another event. Just I'm imagine. Sure. Just they, imagine probably do. The... they probably have ice weddings. <laughs> Just imagine how many times you've been on a bowls green or an artificial bowls green and I mean, not playing bowls. Like, never. No, nope, wrong. I don't know if I've ever set foot on a bowl screen. <laughs> Anytime you're in Stowmarket Leisure Centre, which I'm not, at the oh right, <laughs> when they the... put all the plane stuff. Well, that's that's a, that's just a leisure centre. Yeah, but it's on the bowl screen. It's not, but it's in inside. It's not a bowl screen. It literally is a bowl screen. It's just an in inside bowl screen. I suppose. Uh, okay. Yeah. <laughs> all right. I'll give you that one. I keep I keep thinking the floor was like. Not just green all the time, like it was like they put green down for the. No, that's why it had those trenches at the edge. Oh yeah, <laughs> I remember where the now. That's <laughs> oh, just where the dung beetles live. <laughs> <laughs> I do think some kind of battle bowls would be amazing. Battle bowls. Well, now you're just into the old classic situation of upgrade any sport by explosions, basically. <laughs> yeah, or having a deck. Deck building mechanic in bowls, or just power ups. Just any, power, any ups. Kind of power ups. You get to you get one really large ball. That just... might be a bit overpowered. <laughs> <coughs> well, that's a risky strategy. It might take everything out, including the deck. Yeah, well, I think that's what you'd want, though, isn't it? Yeah, maybe. I'd watch it. Split bowl splits into three smaller bowls. <laughs> somehow. <laughs> Bulls. Isn't that the French way of saying it? Bulls. Yes, slightly different game usually. My aunt and uncle used to have a bowl set. Used to not know really how to do it properly. Well, of course. But they did have a really long corridor in the house, so it was pretty kid friendly. Yeah, I've done that at my grandma's house before. <laughs> Indoor bowls. Indoor? Hmm. You just, remember, you just need a corridor. Remember the music teacher at um, Needham Market Mill? Yes. Yeah, and he was an Olympic bowlsist. Yes. 
Ballsist. Ballsist. <laughs> <laughs> what do you do? I'm an Olympic ballsist. <laughs> I bowl I don't know what's real good. <laughs> Rob literally can't handle this conversation in the state he's in. Damn it, the, la- the laughter is bringing out bad times. I'm just going to have to be stoic, man. Yep. For the rest of this. What, what do you call a bowls player? They're just bowls players. They're not bowlers. I guess. Yeah, so probably, I mean, I'm not really bowlers because that's Tim Pin bowling or cricket. I mean, it could be bowlers. Could be. Yeah. <laughs> oh, I do apologize for my horrendous coughing. It might be time for a cough suite. Because that's not going to make any noise. No, it's just going to make my voice sound weird. Not because it doesn't already. So, you know, net gain. Net neutral. Crispy. So, what else has been happening other than my infirmary? <laughs> infirmary? <laughs> Information? <laughs> I mean, it could be infirmary. <laughs> my, my infirmed state. I, that's, Your infirmitude. Infirminosity. And Zach. with infirmary. Yeah. Welcome to the sick cast. Sick. Hmm. <laughs> So are we done? Are we newsing? <laughs> I guess. Yeah, I think it's time for the news because there's not much this going on. Unless you've got some uh, movie news or anything. Maybe we watched that Horrible Histories movie. Oh, really? The kids one? It's bad. Oh, is it? It's bad. That's a shame because that kid show was quite good. Wasn't it? I don't really remember the show. I only remember like... Well, I think in... the modern iter- iteration of that show is maybe, you know, not as good. Oh, okay. I only really remember it in book form. Well, yeah. Obviously, the books were better as they were books. Hmm. <laughs> you take that back. <laughs> um, yeah, so I watched that. Um, I also, for some reason, well, for some reason, I noticed it on Prime, and I thought I'd check it out. I watched the uh, first volume of Ruby, that RWBY, right, Rooster yeah. Teeth joint. All right. That's... um. Far less well-made than I was expecting. Well, I'm sure the first <laughs> season probably is. Why? Was it from around the same time? or? Well, no, no, it's like 2013 or something. But still, that's like oh, aged right. at this point. Yeah, but yeah, it's... Pretty old. I, I, I got like reboot vibes from some of the animation. It's like... Sure, but it's like that is appropriate <laughs> for the time. Yeah, I suppose well, it's a bit machinima, isn't it? But, like, yeah. the, the whole thing is clearly made in that way still. You know, that rooster teeth thing, I guess. Well, yep. not quite though. No, it's not really. It's not machinima in the like. The... No, it's not literally made in a game. Well, see, I thought it would be more an anime, right? That it would be done in that style, mm. like rather than it being three D computer art with horrendous aliasing and occasionally terrible texture detail. I mean, you can look at the texture detail, but I advise against it because <laughs> it might cause you to give. Yeah, it might indeed. <laughs> this is what happens. <laughs> <laughs> But like, and it's and it's quite it's very cliche. Like it's try it's well, clearly yeah. cl- trying to be like Hogwarts for combat people. Mm, yeah. Um, but with a hint of that anime vibe, anime ladies, but not really. And it's a 
yeah, I don't know. I was, I was expecting a little better, uh, but it was nice to see Monty Oom's name again. I didn't realize he came up with this whole thing. Well, I mean, it makes sense. Mm. Oh, yeah, it really does. <laughs> it really does make sense that it's a Monty Oom gig, but um, yeah, it was kind of just like, oh, right, yeah, that guy. Uh, and then you go, oh, right, yeah. Oh, well, at least they carried on with it, I guess. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> and presumably made it better. Although I haven't seen anything more than like five second adverts for it ever. I mean, yeah, it must be good enough for it to have got into Blaze Blue Cross Tag Battle. <laughs> I guess. <laughs> but I feel like video game crossover insertions is getting to be quite a low bar at this point. <laughs> 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 but for a, um, you know. Japanese developer to bring in Western characters, technically. Well, I guess we don't know how popular it might be in Japan. Yeah, maybe. Maybe it is. All right. It's got freaking Cortana in it. <laughs> I'm not sure I'd be able to watch it because they they just use their normal voices a lot of the time. Uh, <laughs> like, yeah. I recognize all of these people. <laughs> yeah, there's a little bit of that. <laughs> there is definitely a little bit of that. But in a weird way, it kind of actually helps it, I think. There's not too much of that. I quite like it when, when like, I wouldn't call them super professional people do, like, shows like this, like, and do beer. Because it actually somehow comes across as way more natural, which then puts you in that odd uncanny valley of, like, oh, hey, there's this somewhat ropey-looking thing with anime stylings but then everyone's kind of talking somewhat naturally toned, like not. But some of the characters are better than others. I mean, that's it's, why it worked better in Red versus Blue, though, because it's just like they're just guys, and mm. therefore they can act. They don't have to act because they are just guys. <laughs> it's like that. It's fitting the action of the thing to the voices, I guess, in and, a way. And, until someone has to be sad. I mean, that's not much of a voice. <laughs> <laughs> I think they've got. Most of Red versus Blue on Prime as well now, randomly. Sure. Yeah, so I watched that. I don't think you can watch season or volume. Well, it's like a film. They're done in like film style. I don't think you can watch volume two yet. Mm. You can, but you'd have to rent it. Oh, my voice is going again. This suite isn't open. Yeah, I think that's what I'll, that's what I watched. Picard episode three. Right. He's not All yet right. in space. <laughs> I haven't. Uh, that's when it will get good, baby. There's only I've ten episodes, the so, so I'm like, hurry the hell up! Oh, you you caught up in the end? Or oh, saw one of them? No, I've only I've, I've only seen one, so okay. I haven't caught up. One. Chunky boy number one. Is it good? Is it worth getting into? I've been um, seen it. Don't, I don't know. Don't know. <laughs> like I'm having that sort of like it's. I mean, it's it's cool in some respects, but there are certain elements of it where I'm going. This doesn't feel very Star Trekky. Mm. Feels well, a bit that's too... quite clear. As soon as it turns out that the Earth of the future has like Fox News, is like this is not. Yeah, like, yeah, yeah. The utopian future of Star Trek is it? And that Starfleet people like to swear a bit now. Right, you know, it's little details like that. It's like I know it happened occasionally, but it's like a bit much. Well, it's, I would, I would. Mm, it just catches you by surprise sometimes. You're just like, oh, oh. You'd think Starfleet itself would be the 
a to- the re- tone of regality, I suppose. To it. And then America came along and stole their logo. <laughs> mm, yeah. Space Force. <laughs> Just hilarious. I love how typical. it says, like, because it's the US Air Force has had Space Command for forever, basically. Not forever, but very long time. Um, and it's basically the same logo, and they've just reclassified re- 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 it as Space Force or whatever, but then in huge letters it says Department of the Air Force underneath. <laughs> so it's basically like a rebranding, complete with pretty much the same logo, but everyone has never seen that before, so they're like, oh, it looks like the Star Trek logo. Wait, so is their, their whole Air Force called Space Force now? <laughs> well, no, so they, they, um, I mean, what Trump wanted was a space force to go alongside the air force the army and the navy but they were like that's stupid i mean because you're never... not allowed to fight in space for a start yeah <laughs> number, uh, rule number one and there's already a space command part of the air force which deals with you know spy satellites and all that shit and it has been forever so they've just renamed that space force basically <laughs> but it's not a new, is what it's we're not a new about. department <laughs> yeah. yeah basically just let him think he got his space force when <laughs> when he, he just got a reclassified space command. I mean, hiring a designer is probably slightly cheaper than yeah. restructuring the entire military. Exactly. Although, designers, am I right? <laughs> uh, news? It's time for the news. Yeah, yeah. News. What's going on in news, Zegel? Yeah, not what's much. <laughs> not much. Not much. No, it's a little bit quiet again. Well, I'm keeping the notes. I can't. Oh, yeah. There's not much notes. No, <laughs> it's like three lines of notes. Uh, EA has been doing some weird stuff on Steam. Oh yeah, they've changed all their prices on Steam, but not on Origin. Oh, so. Meaning- is it more expensive the prices to get are them on Steam? More frequently than not, more expensive. Yeah, uh, sometimes cheaper if you're lucky. And it seems different based on region. So most of the US prices haven't changed, but Brazil, like you have to pay double now if you want that SimCity Four. But is that comparable to all their other prices though? Like was SimCity Four actually super cheap before in on Steam? No, I went to look yeah. at SimCity Four on Steam and it was seventeen quid or something. Today, that I think. Doesn't seem terrible. No. Yeah, but come on, how old is that game? <coughs> that sounds EA price worthy. And, yeah, and it has a big note saying that it won't work on the latest Mac OS because there's no 32-bit stuff on the new Mac OS. Oh, uh, right, yeah. Yeah, so uh, we'll play EA. I'm not sure. It's like it's like they've suddenly decided to pay attention to Steam again after they just dumped all their shit on there. <laughs> they just did it one time and they were like, "Okay, now we're, we're done with Steam again. Now all our stuff is just there." Mm. And now they're like, "Maybe we should look at that Steam thing again." Oh shit! <laughs> we can make more money probably. We can use Steam as an experimentation ground and just mess with the prices and see what works and what doesn't. I'm betting low prices work better. <laughs> Just saying. Uh, what else we got? Um, so it's um, Blizzard are getting a little bit of tr- in a little bit of trouble again. They can't seem to please anyone um, nope. with that Warcraft Three Reforged thing. Yeah, 
and so it, it came out like a remaster. And it's pretty, yeah, it's, well, it's supposed to. Be, it wasn't just supposed to be like a re-release with you know a few extra features here and there. They had claimed they were fully fully redoing the campaign, you know, changing missions and redoing cutscenes and representing it basically. Just a you know, yeah, more of a remake than a remaster. I guess was the impression everything got. And if you go read their marketing materials, yeah, or watch their early footage. It's like it that sure that as hell looks like what they were doing. Yeah. Um but, they but yeah, it's come out without that. All it's got is the original campaign. Pretty much. Um which is fine if that's all you're interested in, but it's not what they said they'd do. No, and people are pissed off. To the yeah. point where they got so many requests for refunds that apparently they implemented like an auto refund thing. Oh really? Yeah. <laughs> So you can just say, yeah, I want a refund. It'll go, oh, all right. It will immediately do it, yeah. Hmm. Yeah, that's bad. So how's it? Hmm. I, know, I know Blizzard haven't exactly been on a hot streak, but they should have. They could. They must have known this wasn't going to work well. They haven't even been out there messaging saying, like, oh, it's not that it's that we're not doing it. It's just not ready yet, and we thought we'd put it out, like, without it for now. I wouldn't think that was going to be the case, though. What, you reckon they will come back and put it in? No, or... I don't think they will. No, neither do I. It's like... But the real question is, why did they make that marketing material that way then? Like, yeah. What... I mean... Why did they even bother it in doing this if it weren't, they weren't going to do it properly? I mean, like, yeah. Well, I mean, if they weren't going to do it... Free work on modern machines with like, better, good, better yeah. graphics is like... But they're not really... Much... Yeah. I mean, they've yeah, got new putting, textures right and stuff, I guess. But yeah, yeah. I mean, putting out a quote, an HD remaster is that's you know that's a thing that's allowed. Yeah, of course. That's a, and that's probably a good thing. Um, but it's the fact that they promised so. It's just they promised so much. They didn't even they promised say so much. They promised more than they did. But <laughs> I would say it was like it wasn't like they remade the whole of Warcraft Three to be like a modern RPS or something. It's still Warcraft Three. And yeah, it still has the in-engine cutscenes and all that stuff. Yeah, yeah. It's just they it. were promising slightly more fancy in-engine cutscenes. Well, they, they said specifics like, "Hey, we, we'll, we'll the, the campaign will have enough changes to it that they were so they were suggesting the game was going to have an option to play both the original and the new campaign." Hmm. You know, it's not like tweaks here and there. They were going that far to be like, "Oh, it's going to be it's going to be different enough that you might want to choose." But none of that's there. And also, anything you make for it is theirs. They, they, they own they own your maps and they, mods. They learned from Dota to not let Valve steal it. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> so they, put, they, they put much more restrictions in the ULA, and then people got pissed off, even though that's like a totally normal thing in a lot of ULA. <laughs> yeah, I wouldn't say it's super uncommon to have a statement like that. It's just because Dota exists that that became became a thing in both directions. That it became a thing that they needed to put this in, and it became a thing that the community got pissed off about. It. It's only because of Dota. Mm. <laughs> protect your IPs when they're not your IPs. Yeah, it's a bit of a mess. I hope Overwatch 2 somehow gets away with, like, with not being a mess. I don't think... Well, but it, it sounds more and more like Blizzard just can't get anything right. Well, sure. But I think the trouble with Overwatch 2 is, as we've discussed previously, the way it sort of encompasses Overwatch 1 is just like... like or that gives them like automatically minus five points or something to most people. Yeah. <laughs> just like that's, it seems weird enough that people are just going to be vaguely pissed off about it, even though it's like the... 
it's an unusual thing. So there's no like president even really. Overwatch two just has just has the whole. Do I actually need this about it? And for most people, I bet the answer is no. <laughs> as long as they don't accidentally make weird promises, that will be the thing. That they... <laughs> well, people aren't that smart either. Let's be honest, and they'll be like, "Oh, what's two? Yeah," and that'll be all they know. Sure. But then that's their fault. <laughs> to an extent, yeah. Uh, Blizzard. Um, how else was going on? Oh yeah, Torchlight. Not much of a story. No, but interesting nonetheless. A um, fan-made torchlight um, sort of multiplayer thingy. I don't think it was fan-made. I think they were just making a new torchlight thing. Oh, really? I didn't, I didn't think it was official. I thought that was what, why this was newsworthy. Um, it was like a free-to-play torchlight variant. in. Because I think they already announced this at some point. Because I remember, I distinctly remember being like, oh, there's a new Torchlight thing. Oh, it's a shitty free-to-play weird thing that's mm. not like the original two. Yeah, you see, I thought it was fan-made, and the fact that it was being brought under the under Torchlight proper, and it being now called Torchlight 3 instead of Torchlight Frontiers. I mean, they've basically tried... <coughs> they've always tried to do what Kingdoms of Avalon didn't manage to do. <laughs> Yeah, right. When they started making a like different game, and now they're going to try and turn this into an MMO, <laughs> or sort of an MMO, sort of an MMO. Yeah, it sounds like instanced areas from their description, right? It's probably not a true MMO. Yeah, it's going to be or more like Destiny or whatever. Oh, sure. A certain number yeah. of people in the same vicinity can yeah, jump yeah. into a server instance. Something like that. So we'll see about that, but I'm like. I'm sure we said it at the time, but like the, when they made Torchlight 2, it was like you, you still didn't quite like learn enough to make this truly a, like a Diablo competitor or whatever. Like it's fine and it is a Diablo-esque game, but it's still not on that level. <laughs> mm. And they didn't the things they did change from 1 to 2 were like, just make it more <laughs> grindy. Which maybe wasn't the best. No, I, I really didn't get into Torchlight 2. I don't know, it just didn't didn't sit with me quite. And it was just the weird way like they had that like map progression. Mm. As you sort of explored through the world it made new quests that they were linked to very specific places. So it's like you had to just go out and explore the whole map to trigger the events that caused the new thing to appear. And it was just kind of grindy in that way. Because the maps were the, the like open world part of the maps that weren't the dungeons were kind of large. And a bit empty and kind of annoying to traverse because they were mostly open. Which is not, it's like you kind of need corridors. You need like nice little rooms with doors to fight in. Yeah. <laughs> well, it's nice to know that, that like if I open this door, there's probably going to be bad stuff. Yeah. And like when you win the open world, it's just like you can't, you have to remember where you've been. So when you need to run away, you don't run into more shit. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I'm just kiting the world. Still there. They're still following me. Yeah, you might be right. I didn't didn't find a reference to it being fan made on the wiki article. <laughs> that trustworthy source. Yeah, always. That's kind of all I got. Well, there's one more bit of news, which I guess is news. Oh, the Rocket League outage? Yeah, the Rocket League fucked everything up. <laughs> Period. Yeah. Oh, yeah. And it went horribly wrong for them. So... 
yeah, it was now last weekend, wasn't it? There was some big well, apparent- weekend long outage. Like it was up and down, up and down, up and down. Well, apparently, what happened mm. was like sometime around Thursday last week, they did a patch on their internal whatever. It was a SQL patch, supposedly, mm. to their internal databases. And then all through Friday, Saturday, <laughs> and Sunday, that just basically completely fucked them. And they had to keep taking the servers down all the time for many hours. So by sometime on like Sunday night, they were finally like, yeah, we might be able to put the servers up and have them stay up for a, for a period of time. Mm. So that kind of ruined everyone's weekend, as you expect. But also, it conveniently ruined the first round of the new Rocket League Championship esports. That got cancelled because they couldn't play it. That went bad. And then shortly after that, they did a patch uh, that was mostly to put in some new esports skins or whatever. But the patch also broke Rocket League, like basically made it crash on launch for a lot of people. I think it, because it happened to me, I think it might have been a Windows 7 issue. Because like not everyone had this issue. Well, maybe they should have discontinued Windows Seven. Somewhere. Well, that's what and I was not, worried about. I was like, oh, <laughs> they just going to like discontinue Windows Seven now, <laughs> like they did Linux and Mac OS. But no, and it turns out the way to fix it was to install like a .NET update. Oh, okay. Except Wait, .NET. I don't know. Rocket League would have anything to do with .NET apparently. Hmm. But then, like, the problem with that was that like, so normally Windows update managers. .NET updates, yeah. usually. And so I haven't run the most recent one of those in my Windows update, because obviously I don't restart, restart my computer very much. So I was like, oh, maybe I'm just, maybe this is just a me problem. Maybe I just, and you know, obviously there's going to be people like me who don't run Windows updates as often as they probably should. And it's like, maybe that's just it. But you run that update and it still doesn't fucking work. You yeah. actually have to specifically go and get like another, like a next version of .NET that hasn't even been put on the Windows update right, yet. Right, yeah, it's not yet on the cycle. So you have to go get that and then it works. Well, maybe that's or maybe it won't be on the cycle because Windows 7. Yeah, maybe. But still, it's just like, that's very inconvenient. And like, there was basically no official community. That was the one, that was a Reddit solution. Mm. <laughs> Someone worked that out and was like, I'm going to post this so the people who type this into Google can find out. Because apparently the Rocket League devs aren't going to say it. I mean, that can happen. That could be an over-enthusiastic developer going, oh, why are we still using this old version without thinking that it might not be supported in places? Yes. Like, or not, like... We've all done it, right? We're using the developer build of the, like, the most recent software, and it's like, that's not even released to the public yet. Whoops. <laughs> I mean, I mean we've, all, we've, all done, we've all done that. Yeah. So that was a bad four or five days for Rocket League. And people are still not happy because, you know, when they came back and the servers were working, they're like, here, have some some red envelopes for our Chinese New Year event, which, which everyone has probably already ground out how many red envelopes they want. I mean, I, had, I hadn't. Yeah, I don't play, I play, I play. I still think I play Rocket League a reasonable amount, but, like, still haven't got all the stuff. But, you know, that's, mm. that's not what people... Wanted as recompense. What they were just—of course, people want to be able to open some of these hideously expensive blueprints. Want some credits? Yeah. Or just some or just some items, just straight items. (laughs) (coughs) Give me a decryptor for a blueprint. Yeah. Bring those back. So you know, that annoyed everyone, and then and then it started working again. So (coughs) it'll be okay. Rocket League.
And of course, most of the comments were about, oh, good job, Epic. Yeah, that too. (laughs) (laughs) You've always got to blame Epic. Great job. I think that's news. Yeah, yes. I heard, I just read that Dan Hauser is leaving Rockstar. Oh, really? Yeah. Apparently. It's dramatic, surely. Mm. I mean, he was the, you know, the Hauser brothers were behind GTA 3 and everything since and pretty much Mm. wrote, I think Dan Hauser co-wrote every single game. So up until, and including Red Dead 2. So Mm. I wonder, because it's like, well, he's I mean, probably what, made what, enough what, money to like die on. Well, definitely, but like creatively, like it's like presumably they've got to make GTA Six next. But like, why? Uh, right, like, maybe why, he doesn't. Well, yeah, what to. are you going to do with GTA Six? So maybe. Maybe, yeah, like, maybe he's finally hit his creative wall. And he's just like we've we've yeah. milked everything. What do we do? Pretty much. Uh, well, you do Vice City again. That's what you do. Well, they surely, yeah, like that's the way you have to go with GTA. But the, the problem is weird. Vice City works because it's the size of game it was at the time. Like now you can't stretch like an 80s parody thing to be as big as those games are now. They've got too big and they have to be, encompass like too Which much. It has to be a parody, like a period piece. <laughs> yeah. Oh, yeah. I, yeah, yeah, that's true. Or it's time for actual GTA London. Oh, hell yeah. I don't think London would actually suit the... Because the whole thing about Grand Theft Auto was it was a satire Guns. on American culture. Mm-hmm. It's in like a satire on the English culture. Yeah. They actually guns. are... Well, they're not English. Oh, but they're British. Do, do a fewer guns. Yeah. I mean, yeah. you could make a whole deal of it. You know, fewer guns. Like, a gun could be an important... Like, a big deal. And you could make melee combat that actually matters. Well, yeah. yeah. Oh, there's all True. kinds of ways you could improve those games. But, yeah. Yeah. I don't know. I'd, I'd quite, I'd, quite, I'd still quite like to see that. Or they make a two D one. Yeah, I mean, <laughs> I don't care. Go, yeah, but maybe that's what you do for your eighties pastiche yeah, or something. Maybe. If you if you if you want to do a parody I mean, one, you do it the other way. You make you remake GTA two, but in the full three D game. Yeah. Oh. <laughs> oh, I see. <laughs> huh. Yeah, that could be interesting. Does that mean we get the uh, Garangas back? Yeah. Exactly. Oh no! What was it? Was it El- or was it Elvis impersonators? No, it was, uh, no, was Gregor's in GTA One. I yeah, think it was Elvis GTA One. It was oh, yeah. the uh, Harry Krishnas. Yeah. Oh uh, yeah, that's what it was. Yeah. <laughs> well, I wonder what whether he'll just retire, whether he'll do something else like um, Kojima style. <laughs> well, go go work on Mass Effect. <laughs> Zach's got a bit fuzzy. Has he? Yeah. You got fuzzy, Zach. Have I got fuzzy? No. Speak speak some more, Zach. Are you fuzzing? I can't tell them, but I think because obviously I can't hear it. Any man can tell us the wrong button. And that might not even appear on the report. Why not? Okay. Well, that's what I'm saying. This is a great podcast. Well, no, but technically it should fuzz because we're sending the same signal, so I should be. If I'm not fuzzing, then. Then it's yeah. The mic. Yeah. Rob, you're fine. Does Zach still fuzzing? Yeah. Cool. Oh, Which laser? Yeah, this is. Tap the mic and see if that helps. Yes. Yes. <laughs> Speak some more. That helps all. No. Reattach. Like just wedge the wire in there a bit. Wedge the wire. Yeah.
Uh, you might have been. Uh. Well. <laughs> Is that improved? Has it Talk. improved? Talk again. <laughs> I'm talking. No, right, no, no, it's fucked up. Maybe my dips in sound are from the uh, the desk. No, I... you, you you don't go through the desk. Oh, okay. Well, have I dipped in sound again? Because I seem fine on my flame graph. No, bad. no, no, no. That's fine. I'm I'm not wearing my. Well, let me just switch this mic off and on again. Okay. It's going to make it loud. Can we try turning it off and on again? Does that help at all? Uh, keep talking. <laughs> I'm going to keep talking to see if it's yeah. fuzzy. Yeah, that seems better. Okay. You're well, leaning forward a little bit as well compared yeah. to you. Well, yes. Yeah, a lot that's... louder, but yeah. That seems Not that fine. unlikely. Ugh. Take. Okay, what's the current timestamp so I know where to clip this? Uh, 51 minutes. 51. <laughs> Mom gets to do editing. Uh, <laughs> fun times. I'm good at you. Do continue. So anyway, what Grand Theft Auto. Yeah, we'll see what happens because if I was him, I'd be like, I'm out of ideas. <laughs> mm. uh, I and feel I'd like, like there was that many ideas in the Grand Theft Auto or Red Dead. It's pretty much the same idea. I don't know. Like Red Dead 2, they actually did something somewhat different to Red Dead 1, I would say. I get the feeling GTA 5 was kind of the yeah. magnum opus he was always going for. I think so, yeah. I don't know where you go from there. So, yeah, so we'll see. But I thought there's interesting news. Damn it, that game has made me questioning whether magnum opus is the right way around. Is it, was that the right way around? Yes. Yeah, that's the okay, right good, way around. Good. It's, okay, so the game's opus. Oh, back. opus yes. back. Okay, yeah. right. Cool. That's the news. It is Ooh. time for what you've been playing on your video game machine of choice on your computational devices uh zeg what have you been playing well i've been mostly down to just two games again not every game in the world like it was previously in the last two weeks <laughs> which is i like i guess that couldn't last but maybe it'll come back i'm still tempted to play other things not every game in the world where every game in the world is similar to the other games in the world <laughs> Well, the, the world of my games, <laughs> games on my Steam. It's not like Rob's Steam, where there's all kinds of fucked up shit. <laughs> yeah, there is. But I've been mostly playing two things still, Stardew in, with the multiplayer and a single-player save at the same time, and we've been getting through it. We're still not out of the first year in both in both saves, in fact. Even my solo save, I haven't got out of the first year. We've been seeing a bit of the new stuff, a tiny bit of the new stuff, not really that much of the new stuff. Fish ponds. That's pretty much it. Chuck fish in there, and then they breed. So you can mine for fish. Well, you still fish for fish. Yeah, actually, I guess I haven't actually fished a fish. I, I, the weird thing is that it says there's a button in the interface on the fish pond that just says empty pond. Oh. But that's like reset pond. That's not oh, like. Right. So it doesn't like just take the water out of the pond and all the fish are at the bottom. Like... No. And it doesn't like. And also, I, well, I haven't actually tried this, but according. <laughs> From what it implies on the wiki, that just like deletes all the fish that's in there. No, <laughs> you don't actually get the fish. No, oh, you, you can't like grenade it. No, if you want the fish, you actually have to cast your fishing rod into the fish pond and fish the fish out. I don't know if you have to then play the whole fishing mini game, also, or whether you just 
get them by default. Oh, right. Like it's instant. Haven't actually tried that yet. Hmm. You'd kind of hope it would just be instant because the fishing mini game takes a lot of time. And in multiplayer, because time doesn't stop like in single player, <laughs> it'd be quite a pain in the ass to have to fish those fish back out. But it's my farmed fish. I should have a, an auto fisher. Yeah. There should be some kind of fish catching upgrade. Just lifting the entire bed of the pond is just a net that you just lift. Yeah. It's just built into the thing. It just like robotically lifts the whole thing up. But yeah, you can breed fish. And it's weird because you can let you start you put the first fish in and it like that determines what type of fish pond it is. So it's it like locks it in, essentially. And then over time the fish generate quests, I guess. <laughs> the fish talk to you essentially through the interface and they're like hey chuck this shit in here we want we want some of this and whatever that may be we want a diamond or we want like some sea urchins <laughs> and you just have to get them and chuck them in and then the fish are like great and then they can breed more <laughs> <laughs> they just turn around and go great thanks man alright sugar yeah pretty much which is weird it's like it's a it's an unusually complicated system for like this one specific part of the game. Are the fish your pimp? Okay, well, maybe. You're like some kind of pimp runner. I mean, you're breeding them. <laughs> <laughs> Stealing all the eggs. I suppose, but they're, they're telling you what to do. Sure. Who's the boss in this relationship? Who wears the trousers? Fish trousers. <laughs> one singular trowel. <laughs> <laughs> trowel. <laughs> But then, then of course, you have to decide what fish you want to actually breed. It's just like you make the, the game makes a semi big deal about sturgeon, of course, because of caviar. Because right. all the different fish make fish eggs, which are, you know that's just what caviar is. But then, like only the sturgeon fish eggs turn into specifically caviar. The rest are just like aged fish eggs when they come out of the out of the jar. So it's just like you want to breed the sturgeon specifically to get caviar. Except we did that, and like caviar really isn't like worth the effort in terms of money. Mm. It's like that's it's just a sort of generic value. It's like the better, that seems like a lot of effort to make not that much money, really. There's like a little piece on. Okay, yeah, in my ill state, I've been what I've been worse in the mornings, and I've been watching like morning TV. Okay, and the uh, so on Saturday Kitchen Best Bites. This morning, they had a bit on caviar, like UK caviar. Right. It's like, even Aldi apparently had caviar now. Yeah, I'm sure. But it still costs like 18 quid for 10 grams. Caviar is crazy, buddy. Yes, not in the game, though. Disappointing. But then, so then what I, in my solo game, I was like, well, I'm going to breed eels because one of the rest, there's a, one of the cooking recipes requires eels specifically. And it's like one of the most useful cooking recipes because it gives you like bonus luck, which is useful for when you're trying to collect rare materials or whatever. Mm. You can just eat this food and get more luck. Magic find. Yes, basically. But you need eels specifically. So it's like, I'm going to breed eels. <laughs> and, you know, that's fish for you. Do the eels talk to you as well? Well, yeah, they're just <laughs> all the things in the fish farm. What, what? I think you could even breed sea urchins, which is like they don't even like they're not even a fish. <laughs> what if the urchin takes offense at that? You're not even a fish. I mean, I suppose they are classed as fish in the terms of the game. Breed a blobfish. Yeah. Yep. Have they gone? 
Yeah. Sweet. I don't remember what they give you. They give you something special. Happiness. <laughs> I think they give you pearls for some reason. <laughs> okay. Oyster blobs. Yeah. I don't know what happens when you breed oysters. <laughs> oysters might not count as fish. It's weird. There's certain like mussels and oysters that you can catch in like lobster pots. And so, most of the stuff you catch in lobster pots counts as fish, and there's clams as well. And but like sometimes they don't count as fish, like for crafting purposes. Mm. There's like a category of fish, and then there's like a secondary. Then all the other stuff comes under like forage, where it's just like things that you found. Mm. <laughs> so yes, Stardew, that's still happening. Maybe we'll maybe we'll finish it, but I wouldn't bet on it. <laughs> Uh, I would bet that our enthusiasm for it is going to wane before the end of year two, which is when the end game happens. Is and that, is it, that's like, is it three years the game normally? Is it four? No, it's or? two. It's the end of year two, ah, so okay. the start of year three is right. when the evaluation happens. Mm. But there's actually like the quite a lot of the stuff that's been added is pretty much post end game, or not. Well, I guess not really post end game. One of the main things that's been added is when you're rebuilding the community center by completing the bundles, which basically means getting specific items. That was always a thing that was like one of the main evaluation points at the end of year two. Did you finish the community center? But I mean, it was t it's totally possible to finish the community center in year one if you just go hard <coughs> enough at it, like get get the right and I mean a little bit of luck because you have to like buy a few rare items off the random cart. <laughs> That only sometimes appear, but you can easily finish the community center in year one. But now there's a like a like a little mini addition to the community center after you finish the regular community center. You get like one more bundle, like the super special bundle, mm. which has like super rare stuff in it. So there's that, which is technically end game content, I guess, except it could easily happen way earlier than end game. And then secret ending, well, S rank secret ending, yeah. And then there's like new villager friendship events for like 14 hearts, which I think only happen. 14 hearts means they're married to you, I think. Because it normally stops. It's like eight. It stops at eight for people that you can date and 10 for everyone else. <laughs> and then when you start dating them, you can take it up to 10. And then that's where you get married. So I think 14 actually means another event after you've been married for a while. Married and you're pretty happy. Yeah. You've continued to give them random bullshit that they like. <laughs> Because <laughs> that's how Stardew works. That's a trick. I mean, yeah, it's not that far off. <laughs> no. and, and I guess one of the other new things that I that I didn't even it doesn't the game doesn't really tell you about it, and it's not even real very obvious in the like friendship list where it just shows you how what your friendship level is with everyone that you've met. You can now just click on them, and it shows you like an individual screen for that person with more detail. And on that, the first thing is on that screen, it tells you what their birthday is, which normally you have to go and look at the calendar for, which is kind of helpful, except not as like the calendar is a visual thing. It's much easier to see when someone's birthday is coming up rather than having to look at the actual date and be like, what day is that? I don't know. Mm. So that's slightly useful. But then also on that screen, it shows you like everything, every gift that you've given them and how much they liked it. Ah, helpful. But then it's sort of helpful because, like, realistically, at this point, the way you do that is you just look it up on the wiki. <laughs> you just look up whatever everyone likes on the wiki and just give them that. You don't actually experiment. 
So the fact that it only records things that you have given them, it's not really that helpful for anyone who's played that game more than once. Right, yeah. <laughs> Although, I, I guess I haven't actually checked, but it would be nice if it also like imported information that you'd learnt into that list. Because sometimes when you talk to a person, they'll tell you what another person likes or dislikes. Oh, I see. Right. So you'd like, you want like a personal notebook. Yeah. I want, a manipulation and, book, if you will. And you can actually find like a note that tells you what people like as well. Just like a random piece of paper that you found somewhere that's for some reason was a note that someone wrote about what they liked. Although I guess those are quite new as well, the secret notes. That, 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 I'd like that information to be ported in there. I haven't actually checked wherever it is, but I'd like it to be. <laughs> I like talking to fish. The fish talk back. Send help. <laughs> Send help. <laughs> so yeah, Stardew. It's continuing to. It's got what I think is a bug, but I, it's like it's so. It's one of those things which doesn't happen frequently enough to be sure that it's not just something weird about my system. But it like it keeps eating mouse clicks. Oh. Except it doesn't it like it releases it eats the mouse up rather than the mouse down. Oh, that's annoying. <laughs> Which is like really confusing. So, so you end up with dragging on. Well no, it's when you're using your tools and the way you use tools in Stardew are once you've upgraded them, you hold the button down to charge the tool, basically. Okay. So sometimes you will hold the button down, release the button, and then you just won't actually do anything. You'll just stand there continuously charging it. Ah. <laughs> until you click again, and then it's like, oh yeah, you should probably release that. It's the, it's the Dragon Ball patch. But it, it, like, it doesn't happen very often, and I'm like, is this even the game's fault, or is, like, is my mouse fucking up or something? <laughs> It'd be weird for it not to send a, an up event. Yeah. Down events, maybe. Yeah. Up events. It's very strange. And I don't know. It just happens occasionally. I wouldn't call it infrequent, <laughs> though. It still happens quite a lot. Hmm. So I don't know. Maybe that would get patched. But who knows? And you've not experienced problems elsewhere? No. Although this time I'm not hosting. So this time I'm getting to experience what that game is like We're over an internet connection. Oh, so it's plausible that it's one of those then. No, because it happens in single player as well. Ah. <laughs> so that was my, one of my initial thoughts. But I was like, no, it definitely happens in single player. Balls. But what is different when you're not the one being ho- doing the hosting is combat is way more difficult. <laughs> mm. It's very difficult to not get hit when you're not the host, which kind of makes it very difficult to get anywhere in like the progression through the mines or anything because you just die so there's just enough latency on the peer-to-peer stuff to... well it's not really latency it's just like i mean obviously it is latency but it doesn't feel like latency in the usual way it's like the enemies don't get knocked back properly like you hit them but then they don't experience as much knockback as they should and then they just hit you <laughs> hmm. which is like weird i'm not sure i don't know how that would look to the other person or anything are you seeing it late or something? Or yeah. Else? So yeah, I don't know. It's kind of awkward, but I mean, that's that's latency for you, really. There was no way around that. That's latency. And I don't know if this actually has been changed at some point, but it just the combat sections of that game, like the mines, they just generally generally seem harder. Like you take more damage somehow, maybe. But it's kind of hard to tell because we, obviously we don't have the same equipment as we would have had at a late game stage from a previous save or whatever. We we definitely died a lot easier, hmm. it seems. 
So I don't know if that did get modified at some point to make it slightly more challenging. And I'm not sure that would be a good thing if it did. <laughs> hmm. I don't think the combat challenge of, of Sardi was really its main draw. <laughs> Someone asked for it, you know, at some point, probably. But that's why there's the like the main mines and the skull mines, which are the much harder ones. Hmm. And there's even like a new li little, it's not really a full mine, it's like a single floor, but it's like this new section with new enemies. But yeah, I don't know. That just seems weird. But apart from that, the game is still the same as it usually is. Doing a lot of the same things in the same order hmm. <laughs> to accomplish the same goals as fast as possible. So why are you still playing it? It begs the question if it's the same thing. Because we want to see the new stuff. Right. But you have to get through the, the whole thing. You can just right. reload an old save. I mean, we and it could be there. Uh, maybe. But you want to see it from the, there are you know some events that happen early on. Okay. Like you got to see there's, them from the start. There's some progressional changes. Yeah. So speaking of playing the whole thing again, <laughs> been continuing to play some more of No Man's Sky. If anyone out there needs another QA tester, <laughs> I think we might have one on staff. Well, I mean that's that's where I've got to in 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 No Man's Sky is the here are all the bugs that I remember <laughs> phase. <laughs> it's like oh yeah, I remember this dumb and fucked up because this game is still like that. What have you broken today, Zach? Well, the, thing, the I guess the main one is actually new. Like, it's not something that happened last time, which is that, well, maybe it did and it wasn't as prevalent anyway. But, like, when you're in your base and you have a refiner, a refiner, which is like a device that's built into your base, or the mobile ones, I guess, that you can just plunk, plunk down anywhere, you put materials in them, and if you walk up far enough away or, like, take off or leave or leave the area in any way so the base unloads it just deletes <laughs> everything that's in them oh <laughs> which so is you could lose all your stuff yeah it, that, i'm pretty sure that didn't used to happen or didn't used to happen nearly as much but now it's the trouble is that it's not like an even a hundred percent guarantee like sometimes you come back and it'll be fine but a lot of the time you'll come back and everything will be gone oh boy so that's kind of annoying especially when some of the refinery processes can be like 20 minutes. It's like, mm. I don't want to just stand around in my base for 20 minutes. <laughs> That's really bad. Yes. Like, I thought that. I did, because there's no like in game indication that it should disappear, right? No. It's, it's clearly just a loading error. It's like huh. unloading them and not saving the data correctly or whatever. Yeah. So when they load back in, it just pop, pops them as empty. That's pretty bad. So yeah, that's kind of annoying. But I mean, that's maybe uh, only some of the refinery stuff takes a really long time, and you can find things to do in your base simultaneously, or you know, just have lots of refineries going at once, and then split up the amount of work each of them is doing, so it doesn't take as long. <laughs> things like that. But then the whole, it still has that. I think. I talked about it the last time I played it. It still has that weirdness of like overlapping, like unlocking processes almost. Like, and it's worse now because now there's like another layer to it. So when you're building a base, r right at the start of the game, there's the tutorial where it basically tells you to build a base at a certain point. And mm -hmm. it's like, okay, you build a, like a wooden hut, essentially, <laughs> a space wooden hut. It's got a fancy hologram door and everything, but it's still <laughs> made of wood. <laughs> So you do that, 
and that then that and then you build the in order for your to build a base you build a base computer and the base computer then has like a timer on it that ticks down every like half an hour or so or whatever and then when you look at it again it gives you another blueprint to build a new thing in your base and that's how it tutorializes building bases and then later on after you've progressed the sort of main story a bit you get you get um npcs that can live in your base and they have a chain of missions that can unlock more more stuff for your base mm. like you get the farmer and then he tells you how to make all the different crops and unlocks the recipe for you to be able to grow those crops but now simultaneously in the anomaly the, the like you know space base that you can go to occasionally. occasionally in in there there's a specific console that you can look at and you can just unlock parts of the base like unlock parts for the base building system mm. that you would normally get through this other like the mission system oh weird and it's just like there's there's this completely separate way to unlock all the stuff that just completely overlaps with it <coughs> so you can easily just waste a bunch of time and effort like you can go around and hunt for the uh, buried salvage containers or whatever to get the things that you need to unlock the through the console, but then just have the mission happen like two minutes later that just gives you the stuff for free. <laughs> Except you've already got it. <laughs> yeah. It's like, it's kind of annoying. That's so strange. But I mean, I understand kind of why they did it. It's because they don't, they, because of the way the story is like, not what that game is about almost. It's like the story is meant to be optional. So they had to give you this other way other to way, unlock yeah. stuff if you're not participating in progressing through the main story. And is the story stuff available in the like survival modes and things yeah. like that? Okay. The story stuff still happens. Mm. It's just you may not you may not have progressed it that much or at all if you felt like it. <laughs> Which is weird. And then like I said, that's like the third tier of that system where it's just like there's all these different layers of unlocks that unlock stuff that you can unlock in a different way. Which is just awkward. I mean, it's kind of nice sometimes to have options. Yeah, except like... But you just think the options aren't... Or the timing of them isn't quite so obvious or that the ways for one route are too well, easy uh, compared to the other. Well, yeah, maybe. But it's more like it just doesn't tell you that... There are multiple ways. Yeah. I mean, like on that console where you can just pay to un pay the salvage to unlock the stuff, it should also like have a little icon that says this will unlock for a mission if you get to that point or something. I see, yeah. Because there's a lot of other stuff in, in that in that menu that I think probably doesn't unlock if, from what I remember of how the mission structure works. Probably doesn't unlock through the missions. It's just like extra stuff. Mm. So it'd be nice to know which of that to buy and which to not buy, <laughs> basically. Yeah. <laughs> so that's kind of annoying. But then that's discovery. Mm. Yes, kind of. Finding this out on your own. Isn't it magical? Mm. Isn't that a big waste of time? <laughs> yes. And then there's like the, the the sort of bugs where it's just like this could this. I think maybe. I mean, it's great that they've continued to patch this game for this long and put mm. all this ridiculous new content in. But maybe it's time for like a bug pass, maybe. <laughs> yes. Like the refining stuff just disappearing. That's quite a major one. Although that's quite a new bug. But one of the old bugs that I did remember is an incredibly minor bug because it's just a visual thing. When you turn in missions for the Explorer's Guild and the Mercenary Guild, it uses the wrong icon. It uses the other icon. 
Oh, weird. <laughs> for no apparent reason. Huh. So like, it's just like one of those tiny little bugs where it's just like, just a polish pass, guys. Maybe maybe hold off from new content for like a month and just clean up what's there, maybe. You, you'd think that would be the simplest possible, like that's just a like a Boolean that's gone wrong somewhere. Or, yeah, or, or you'd like, think they, so. Or like reference the wrong resource. It's like, that's that. surely that's super easy to fix. Yeah, and yet it's still there. It's so weird. Since yeah. the last time I played I mean, yeah. Sometimes these like like low bugs are considered like, oh, it doesn't actually affect gameplay. It's fine. Yeah. But sometimes developers just want to pick up the the, the low hanging fruit, right? You just want to. And it would go make some to, oh, that, that one really annoys that me. One. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Yeah. On the plus side, they maybe fix that that old freighter bug that I talked about, where when you trade in and your old freighter for a new one it deletes everything oh yes yeah <laughs> now uh, you actually can move your shit into the new freighter before you accept the trade okay good. so it doesn't all get deleted hmm. what, like, if you, what if you move your stuff into the new freighter and then decline i don't know what would happen <laughs> <laughs> does, does the stuff in the new freighter just go oh cheers mate maybe because theoretically if you leave stuff in the old freighter it's meant to reduce the price of the new one proportionally Oh, I see. Because you're right. selling that stuff, essentially. Mm. Yeah, I don't know if that happens. It's pretty funny. And I also got to the point where I like remembered how the systems work of that game, where it's like when you're when you when you go to a distress beacon to find a crashed ship, and you want to claim that crashed ship as your own, which you can do up to six. You can have six ships. Mm. But when you do that. The like quality of the ship that you find is based on the ship that you're currently flying, right? Because it's it's always meant to be an upgrade, but it's oh, based on the ship that you're currently flying. Okay, so you <laughs> want to be flying your best. Stuff. So you want to be flying your best ship when you're going when you when you feel like acquiring a new ship in that method. You want to make sure you're flying your current best ship in order to force that ship that spawns to be better, hmm. <laughs> which is weird. Kind of dumb. So, can you push that system all the way to the top then? Well, yeah, that was kind of how because originally that was literally how it worked. Like the only way to upgrade your ship was to constantly hop to the next ship mm. because that would because that next ship was always guaranteed to be an upgrade, right? Provided you can repair it. And... Yeah, and the repairs used to be much less strenuous than they are now. Mm. They require a lot more resources, and a lot more of the ship generally is broken. Can you tow that ship away? Like, do you have to do anything? Like, if you leave your old, are you leaving your old ship there? Well, if you have less than ship six ships, you could just take it. Mm. You do have to repair like the launch thrusters, and but you're not leaving it on the landscape. No, oh, you're not. Okay, but... well, you are technically leaving it on the landscape, but then it just mysteriously appears in your freighter later. Freighter later. Freighter later. But if you have six ships, then you have to trade whatever ship you're currently flying for the one that's there. So if you're <laughs> So then it becomes this, the second period, part of this trick is you fly your best ship to the crash site to find the next ship, but then you call one of your other less good ships to that site, because you, your ships can fly on autopilot to you. You call one of your other ships to land there, so that becomes your active ship, and then you trade that one for the new ship so you can also keep your old good ship. Hmm. It's, just like, it's really inconvenient and dumb, and it's just like, this is just how this game works, I guess. And also, you know, the calling your ship thing and calling the freighter is just like they don't care about whether their warp drive has fuel or whether their warp drive can even go to where you are. They just appear. <laughs> okay. 
if you, call, if you call them, they will come. Yeah, they just turn up. But you might not be able to leave. Well, no, you can always leave. But you might not have fuel. Well, no. Well, yeah, okay. I guess that's true. <laughs> you might not have fuel to be able to be able to warp out. You can call them to you, but you just can't get away. But it's so easy to make warp fuel. That's the trick. Mm. As with a lot of things. Oh, and the other thing I wanted to mention about it, now that I've remembered it, is I briefly tried playing a save in survival mode because I was like, what the hell is survival mode even? Because I, I, the new save that I started most recently, I just put it in normal, mainly because I kind of kind of guessed that survival mode was just going to be inconvenience. Yeah, like far more war. And I was like, this game is already hella inconveniences. Let's mm-hmm. maybe not have more inconveniences piled on top of that. <laughs> so um, then I went and looked at survival mode and it kind of is that. Mm. But it, the main inconvenience is like everything everything that you mine just gives you way less stuff. <laughs> oh, okay. That's frustrating. Is it, so there's like a hunger meter and stuff now as well? Or? Well, the thing is that the, like food exists now <laughs> and there's a whole space kitchen thing you can get to process food into more complicated food. But as for the small amount of time that I played survival mode, there didn't seem to be any indication of hunger. Oh. And like, I, it never came up. I did only play like half an hour, but I still would have expected it to at least start to tell you when I did. Make bandages and bandage your wounds. And... And, and, but then like, the food doesn't, the food also doesn't really appear to have any like stats to it. It doesn't have any like, anything that tells you what it does. Mm. <laughs> It's just like, you can press E to eat this, and then you do, and then it just disappears. disappears. And it's just like, okay, what? why? You can even you can eat stuff in normal mode, and it doesn't seem to do anything there either, as you imagine it wouldn't. <laughs> you turn, then you turn around, and there's just this mysterious brown lump on the floor called Chemical S. <laughs> <laughs> but, but yeah, I was just like, I, was, I didn't understand. I was like, what the hell is this system? It doesn't seem to actually exist. But then the other thing about survival mode, which is the more funny thing for me, was in the normal mode save, I was like, oh, thank God, they finally fixed the inventory system so it's not so incredibly annoying. Where it used to be that when you were mining like iron or you know any of the basic resources, that would stack to 250 in your inventory. And then you had this special separate inventory called your cargo inventory, which could stack like more i forget how much it was it might have only been 500 it might have only been a double stack but basically that was really annoying because you're constantly running out of inventory space obviously but now in normal mode you just have when you're mining generic stuff like iron it just stacks to like 9999 it's like oh thank god that's that's nice that they finally chose to change that but what they actually did was just put that in survival mode instead So in survival mode, you have the old school inventory where it sucks, and you get everything constantly fills up your inventory all the time because because it doesn't stack very much. And it's like, well, that's just really annoying. Mm-hmm. So yeah, don't play survival mode. Survival mode is actually more like old school mode, right? <laughs> where it's just like go back to the time where you constantly were having alerts and, and your inventory was constantly full. Some people might have enjoyed it. Might. And I still think it's weird how when you make a new save file because the game is linked to your Steam ID or whatever, it's just like you start again, but you don't you don't really make a character. It's mm. just your ID. Because when you're uploading your discoveries, it's just using your Steam ID or whatever. Right. So technically, 
if you were to be able to look at like the whole map of that universe, you'd be able to see like the four different times I've started this game. You'd be able to see me in like four different places mm. <laughs> traversing through the universe. I haven't yet in this save got to a place where someone else has been yet. Yeah, okay. I did in my last save. Because you sort of naturally do, I guess, because you're all, all going towards the middle, so you're sure, you're yeah. all eventually going to overlap. And the number of planets reduces, I suppose. Yeah, so. you're going into a smaller area. Mm. But yeah, it's kind of it's kind of a weird system that you like. You, the character isn't a character as such. The save file isn't a save. But I mean, then again, you could like be like, oh, that fits in with the story, where all the players, a loop. all the players are iterations. Mm. That's what they're called. Where it's like you you do it again, <laughs> and it was That's weird. What they're hoping for. Well, yeah, it was weird the first time I flew into the anomaly, uh, for the first time in this save file. They've completely changed the like the interior of the anomaly and like how it works because that's where you suddenly see players. Mm. You come in with your ship onto the dock, and it's like holy shit, there's just people running around. <laughs> this is like a hub area. Yeah, it's not like it's only like you know it's instance, so there's probably like. 16 people in there but you can see them running around <laughs> lagging <laughs> did eve ever put out like a uh, well the walking walk- stations yeah. no <laughs> they never got around to it i heard elite was gonna do that soon mm, yeah but yeah that was quite weird to actually be like oh look and you it's sort of more obvious when you think about it because you like fly through a big glowing door where it's like, oh, look, here's the loading zone mm. where the light covers the screen so you can't see the bit oh, where it hitches yeah, where yeah, it loads yeah. in the actual people. Smart. <laughs> That's game design. Yeah, it sure is. <coughs> so, yeah, I've been playing quite a lot of that again. But it's like, I don't know, I feel like I need to make an effort to finish that game at some point, actually get to the, the weird bullshit ending. Oh, have you never done it? I don't think so. Uh, <laughs> like, yeah, I can't I've remember. Seen it. That's the trouble. Uh. Oh, you've seen it. When did you see it? I saw it in some YouTube video at some point. Yeah. And I don't remember what exactly how it works functionally because if I, I mean, if it is still like this, because I guess this might have changed since I saw it. But you get to the end, you get to the center, and it basically. It does. It doesn't. Spoiler alerts, I guess. Yeah, spoilers, I guess. It does like a dramatic zoom through the universe, and you see all the stars flying past, and then you you come out of this sequence, and it's like you've just discovered a new galaxy because it's like the, it's a different version of the same galaxy, mm. which is a thing because like there are you in a different instance or something, or... kind of a different instance, but I think there's a, I think there's only like three. Oh, okay. It's not like an infant. It's not like how many all the planets, but so you go into this different galaxy and start over, kind of. But I'm not sure, like, what would happen to all your stuff. Like, can you still call in your freighter and with all your ships? Can you still teleport back to your bases, which would be in the other galaxy, <laughs> or does it literally just pretty much start you over, but with your personal equipment, I guess, because it's attached to you? Mm. I don't know. <coughs> now I'm not sure that's you know what you want from that game anyway. Mm. <laughs> if you're going to start over, you start a new save file, obviously. Yeah. <laughs> Just do it all again the proper way. It's new game plus. You have all this knowledge. <laughs> yeah, but there's no game to new game plus. Mm. It's still the same. Running around, digging up shit, and finding Sonic the Hedgehog looking creatures. 
<laughs> not yeah, sometimes. Mm-hmm. A planet which just had a shit ton of giant crabs. Yeah. Although I guess they're not really crabs because they have more legs than. Crabs. But they have weak points. <laughs> Their wholeness. I oh, shot the wholeness. I shot them from from my spaceship because they were so big. I could actually mm-hmm. see them. I was like. I've got a mission where I need to kill creatures, but I can do this without even landing on this planet because I can, these crabs are so large, I can actually see them enough to target them. Massive damage. <laughs> yep, massive damage. So yeah, I mean, maybe I'll get to the end of that someday. I don't know, though. Someday. <laughs> oh, and one other thing in the classic segment of things I haven't been playing, but probably might soon. They finally release a new version of Dwarf Fortress. What? Yep, a new new patch has come out. Still doesn't <laughs> actually really patch Fortress mode all that much, which is, as usual, the thing that I'm waiting for. But <laughs> it does quite a lot of fancy shit in the world generation, as usual, and for adventure mode, because it's the villains patch. So now you've got a bunch of... Named, like, antagonists. Well, you've got a bunch more sort of interactions that can happen in the world gen that can cause villain villainy type things to happen. Oh, does it generate stories and conversations? Oh, well, yes. Pretty much. Generated conversations sound hilariously bad. <laughs> As always. But yeah, there's a, it's a lot... Because previously, really, all that could happen in World Gen was, like, wars. Mm. It's just, like, civilizations going to war with each other and, and the battles contained within. But now there's a bit more subtlety where, like, necromancers can infiltrate the society of towns by sending in, like, you know undercover undead dudes basically <laughs> and that kind of thing it's a bit more fancy double unders undercover undead although really the, all of the time that they've been working on the sort of necromancer slash undead situation I think it's starting to feel like from what I've seen of this that like they need to tone down the, the, the like power of necromancers it seems like if you leave a world running for long enough it's fairly inevitable that the necromancers are going to win mm-hmm. <laughs> I mean maybe that's kind of obvious like the number of dead people go up therefore the amount of resources necromancers have to draw from goes up <laughs> over time but it's like it seems like everything just tends towards everything being a zombie at a certain point mm. Even like the big like mega beasts like dragons or whatever, get necromancers just get those as well. Oh god! <laughs> and then you go like it's not just a dragon; it's a zombie dragon. That just makes it even worse. <laughs> Can you make sure you to target the little toe? <laughs> well, the trouble with zombies in in the way they used to work, especially in Dwarf Fortress, is like any body part can be animated. <laughs> so you cut a part off a zombie, and it just comes back to life and continues to fight you. <laughs> Great. Which could be a real problem. So you can't just cut off the head or destroy the brain. Well, no, I think it did have some some limits of of that <coughs> kind, but it definitely was possible for, in certain situations, smaller body parts to become animate by themselves. Mm. And of course, in the early days of that system, it it ran into the you know the old classic Dwarf Forces problem of being being too liberal, where it's like a clump of hair <laughs> could come back to life and continue to attack you. Like, I cut off your hair, and the hair came back to life as zombie hair, and now no. there's this bit of zombie hair attacking me. Except it's impossible to kill because it doesn't have any targetable body parts because it's hair. Hmm. <laughs> That's Dwarf Fortress. The classic Dwarf Fortress problems. I heard there's a bug where, like, in the new one, where babies being held by mothers are, like, riding the mothers, and because yeah. babies only know to, like, run around in circles, like, the mother eventually just dies of dehydration. Yeah. 
because it, 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 I don't know how that would have happened, but no. yeah, the the babies ride the mothers rather than the mothers carrying the babies. Yeah, was the bug. That's a and bug, then, and then that just screwed up the mothers. <laughs> And that one got patched. So we good. No more. No more of that. Oh, that one was pretty game breaking. That I guess. Yep. There he goes down again. <laughs> we lasted a while. Well, a I was while. just talking to you, but I mean, it looks fine on my uh, screen on my uh... <laughs> <laughs> yeah on my uh... levels meter. It's all normal. Oh, there you go. You're back. You're back. Yep. He's starting to come back. Yeah. Yeah. It's all normal on my levels, so that's good. Cool. That's definitely quite weird. Okay. Levels, levels, levels. So anyway, levels, I guess levels. that's what I've been playing and what I haven't been playing. Cool. All right. What about you then, Rob? What have you been playing? Uh, talking about things made of wood that fly through space. Okay. You sort of mentioned that. I, mean, I said wood in space. I didn't say flying through space. Oh, okay. Wood in space. <laughs> I've been playing more Outer Wilds. Right. Now, and... Uh, Discovering things about that tiny little solar system, and uh, I don't know. I'm I'm coming at this from the direction that, unfortunately, that you know that that you know a lot of outlets saying like, "Oh, Outer Wilds, isn't it like the best thing of the year?" And so now I'm playing it, expecting it to absolutely blow me away, which it's kind of not doing. It's like that's mm. that's not to say the game is bad. Like it isn't. It's it's pretty good. It's just yeah. that I'm not. I'm not, you know, it's not wowing me in the way that some people have come away with, and just be like, "Oh, isn't that clever?" And I'm like, "It's that whole like looking at things and it moves when you're not looking at it thing again, or quantum as they call it in this game." So there's a lot of that. Um, it, I mean, it's 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 quite nice, like in that uh, I've. Uh, I do like the organic nature in which you discover things and that you can go to, a, you take out take take off in your ship, you go fight or a place. If it's a place you've not been before, chances are you're going to find something interesting and learn about little something, which then gives you uh, uh, a little something else to do next time. You'll learn a little something, and it will give you a suggestion about where you might find more. So you go there, and you just keep going and keep going and keep seeing how how far the rabbit hole goes until you run out of ideas for where you currently are. And if you've run out of ideas for where you currently are, you just go somewhere else Hmm. and learn some more stuff in this somewhere else place. And occasionally things go wrong, but occasionally things go wrong in such a way where you might end up in a situation where you find yourself somewhere that you weren't expecting to be. And then you learn a thing. It's like, which is from this mysterious place that you didn't, that you weren't intending to be, which is quite nice sometimes. But those are quite rare, those ones. Most of the time, if you're boned, you're pretty boned. Like, uh, oh. Fully boned. Yeah. Oh, the, the gravity of the sun has pulled my ship away from me. And now I'm stuck floating in space because I was out, out of it at the time. Mm-hmm. Well, this, the planet I was on got a bit too close to the sun and the gravity changed for a bit. And then uh, now I don't have a ship. Um, what am I going to do for the remainder of the time loop? Because the game's on like a 22-minute time loop as well. Right. Um, and everything resets and it's like, well, it's like what am I going to do? I need to even... I, don't, I, don't, I haven't got a way of like just resetting the clock if I'm floating in space. <laughs> you really should, though. For you better. Apparently, one exists, but I haven't discovered it. Mm. Uh, yeah, so I'm a. I, there, there, there have been times where it's just like I don't really know what to do, or I'm trapped in a place waiting for the world to end. Mm. Um, which is kind of irritating sometimes. 
but it's that, that, that game's pretty cool. Like I, I do like to. Uh, I wish it was more like performed better on the base Xbox hmm. where I'm playing it. It is at times incredibly hitchy. Uh, which, given its like simple graphical style, is, can be a little surprising at times. But I suppose it is having to sort of figure out the where everything in the solar system is at once, right? It's all following this schedule. Hmm. Um, and it's kind of important that you can sometimes see everything and be everywhere. But there are just times where you're like, uh, there are these projection pools you can find every other, they're like, um, they like show you an area somewhere else. And you'll stand in them and it will project the area that where where you know where you've gone, and then you'll come back, and then the work the place you were has unloaded, while the other place has been. Like, so you'll have a moment where it's like, oh, I haven't actually can't actually see where I am right now. Give it a minute, mm. and it will pop in. Or if you're using the warp system, I mean that, that one. This one makes a bit more sense if you're in the warps using warps and have ended up somewhere far across the system, and then you um come back again. Usually it's the coming back that's a problem. And right. I'd be like, oh yeah, that area you were just in, I haven't got that ready for you just yet. Hang on, hang on, give me a minute while I uh, load all the resources in. And it's like, I think I would have been happy with it just taking a moment to actually pause and load rather than it trying to carry on. And, uh, you know, that's when the frame rate's not dipping to super low levels. Mm. It's like, I, it's definitely strikes me as a game you should probably play on the uh, X or on a PS4 Pro or the PC version. Because, like, uh, yeah, this version just isn't, doesn't, it doesn't run great. For not me. super optimized. I'm not, yeah, I'm not sure it's totally taking away from the experience, though, but it's, you know, I'm a bit sensitive to that world. So it's, um, yeah, it's a little, a little frustrating at times. <coughs> oh, my voice is doing weird warblings. Mm. Um, but yeah, I'm going to carry on with that. I've still got a few places to go where I know I haven't been yet. Um, there's a couple. Um, I have run into that problem a couple of times where the time loop has ended just as I've discovered something interesting. And you're just like, oh, God damn it, I'm going to have to figure out how to get back here again. Um, uh, and some, some of the getting back there is time-based. Like, things happen in that solar system at certain times. So it's like, right, I'm going to have to go find... Either I just hang around and wait for the thing I want to happen so I can get to where I was. Yeah. Or I'm going to have to find something else that I can precisely time to do. And then at the right moment go, all right, it was about here. Let's go and go over to the other place now and see if I've got enough time to do what I needed to do. Um, I think maybe it would have been nice perhaps to have some kind of clock on the screen. So you mm. can sort of remember this stuff. I mean, you can sort of gauge it if you're if you were looking at the hourglass twins. So there's a set of planets basically where a load of sand transfer that are in such a close orbit that a pillar of sand is being transferred between them. Oh, cool! And over the course of the loop, the, all of the sand on one planet drains onto the oh, other. Right. So it's like a yeah <coughs> hourglass. Hence the hourglass twins. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so if I, if you're paying attention, I guess you could gauge it by that. Or, you know, notice how many times the comet has been through the system. And it's like, oh, right, this is its second pass near the near the sun. I'm probably two-thirds through the, uh, yeah, through the um, through the time. Uh, so it's, I don't know, but, you know, a clock would have been more convenient. Uh, but, yeah, it's, it's, it's cool. I really like its ideas. I'm just not sure it's, like, it's 
not hitting me as much as the internet made it seem like it would. Which is the problem with expectations. Unless it's yeah. all based on like one specific thing right at the end. Yeah, maybe. Maybe it all comes together in something. Uh, you know, there's stories of people that are having a hard time getting started in that game, which I didn't really oh, excuse me. Didn't really experience myself. I just went to a place and started finding things. And then it's like, okay, game, I get I get the cut of your jib. I can see what you're doing here. I'm going to be learning things quite slowly. But there's a whole solar system to explore. And if I can find stuff in yeah. enough places, that'll be <coughs> I don't know. Like it's there are some variations. There are it's not just finding a place and wandering around it and then reading some text. Every now and then you'll get something that's a little different, like um a set of caverns that are filling up on the on the uh, hourglass twins, for instance. There's a set of caverns on one side that fills up with sand. So you've got to get in there and get where you need to be before the whole thing fills up, or you get crushed by the sand. Or and there are certain ruins you can't see there. And on and uh, yeah, there's, there's there's little things like that, or a planet that's being bombarded by a sort of volcano moon um, <laughs> until it. Until it's like surface, um, the structural integrity of its crust gives way, and so the planet starts crumbling in on itself. Um, like in, in the loop, so certain parts of it become accessible only towards the end, and certain parts of it end up somewhere very different. <coughs> um, yeah, so there are there are there's cool things going on, but and there's a couple of things I still don't understand. Um, uh, but there's a there's like a very clear there's an objective that I've got in mind. There's a thing I know I I think is very important to the plot, but I just haven't quite figured out how to get there. It's like I know where it is, but there's like an obstacle in the way that stopped me from getting there. <coughs> oh, excuse me. <coughs> oh. Okay, this is the bad phase coming. Oh dear. Uh. Damn waves of cough. Uh, yeah, Rounds. so it's it's kind of cool. It's kind of cool, but not like. I mean, I think we established it's not the best year. Maybe last year. So no, maybe not. No. Some things maybe got extra recognition because of that, but that's fine. Good games, and this mm. is a good one. Yeah, as I say, I like what it's going for. Uh, quite a bit, but perhaps it hasn't hundred percent landed it, or maybe it's just the version I'm playing. Who knows? You know. Or maybe it's just my experience through it. I considered that as well. Like maybe the route I've gone to get through it is maybe not the most, oh, wow, oh, that's really cool kind of thing. Like for me, it's just like, all right, I've learned a thing. And now on to the next thing. And on to the next. Yeah, I haven't finished it yet, so I'll, I'll plug it away. I think I think it, that game is quite good for like medium length sessions. Hmm. Okay. Like maybe maybe give it an hour or two. Like don't play too many loops at once. Because I think you do too many loops and you're just a bit burnt out from starting again and again and again. <coughs> um, so there's that. Um, I went back into Overwatch for a bit because they were doing their um, Year of the Rat celebration. And uh, not a huge amount to add. That game is still a hell of a lot of fun to play. Uh, they haven't, even though there's been a lot of character changes and stuff, like in terms of how they play. Um, I, I still think the balance is very good. Um, their new they they added a new mode for this thing, which I think is really fun. It's a it's a capture the flag type, which I'm usually not a 
a massive fan of, but they put the flag posts for both teams really close together. So you're like the the battleground that you're fighting over is really quite small, and it, and it revolves on like expert timing of like, oh, we've got a that everyone on the other team has died at this point, so we need, we can go in and steal it like somewhat free, and it's it's almost like um it's almost like territory control because you just have to have the area locked down, but there's a thing you're supposed to be doing at the same time, and it and it kind of works like it's it's kind of neat. Um, they call it capture the flag blitz, which seems appropriate. Um, uh, and I think it's a good mode. Um, well done, Overwatch. This is the one thing Blizzard is doing right right now. Is still Overwatch. <laughs> Uh, so there's that. All right, let's. Oh no, no, no! I'll save it. I'll save it for a second. Still plugging away at Wargroove. I did another act worth of missions, and then realised by I, I, so the game gives you like stars at the end of every mission, right. and then found a found a total of like how many stars there are in the game, and I've barely scratched. I'm like a sick for the way through this. <laughs> there's like there's there's a lot of stuff in this game, um, and they just added more because there's been a free update. With three new commanders and three new and, and more maps and more challenges, uh, so yay, good for them. Free updates, woo! <laughs> uh, still on Game Pass. Uh, yeah, I, I'm still enjoying. It. I'm 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 having a better run of it than I was before. I haven't had so many missions where I've been failing recently, but I've been having more missions where I've been playing the game a lot slower, and so my ranks are terrible. <laughs> I've actually saw that the rank does go below C. <laughs> I got as far down as an E. Mm-hmm. By just playing a very turtle up tactic on one mission that was it was one of those like lopsided missions, so I turtled up to try and uh get the AI to murder itself in stupid ways. And it's uh which totally worked, but yeah, not the quickest tactic. Um yeah, I think I think that game's good. I think Zach would quite enjoy it. As a Advanced Wars light kind of experience. Uh, so let's talk about Death Stranding. I finished that thing. Ah, oh, the end. The end. There's a lot of end. <laughs> yeah, it's a Kojima game after all. Yep. But yeah. it's, it's like so. I ended up marathoning this uh, last weekend, <laughs> the day before my half marathon, and uh, like basically like because I got started getting dr- like seriously drawn into this. I ended up playing like an eight hour solid. Oh my session. goodness! I know. It was it's ridiculous. I'm, I'm kind of I did have to ask questions about myself afterwards, but like that's because like a good portion of that last eight hours is just cutscene, and the story suddenly coming to life. Suddenly, after like forty odd hours, you get another eight of just endless. Oh, this is the main thing suddenly all coming together. I say coming together, a good deal of it doesn't. But it's the main plot line, finally. And so none of that stuff that's like that I thought was nonsense before about the Mama and Lochner storyline not being very good or yeah. uh, you know, just just the missteps in the in the conversations you have over email with people or and the, the weird flashbacks not really making any sense at all and well and even fragile or fragile or you know, however he wants to pronounce it in the, with, she pronounces it differently every cutscene. It's quite fun. Every time, yeah. Um, yeah. Um, because, yeah, she called herself, it's like, I'm fragile, but not that fragile in the last cutscene. And I'm like, okay. <laughs> you're, just like, you're, just, you're just taking the best now. 
Um, but I thought the stuff with it's it's frustrating because, like every Kojima project, I think there are some really really interesting ideas in it. And I'm going to give him more credit for that because I think those ideas do when you when you when you've seen the entirety of the two endings. Because yeah, you get a credit sequence, and then there's like a few hours more before you get another credit sequence. Mm. Um, I, I think what he, the ideas behind a lot of that stuff are really, really very interesting, and but they just could have been done a lot better. Like cut, if, as I was saying before, you could cut down the game to about half its length, and if you found a way of pacing, like more of the story, so it wasn't all in the last few hours, this would have been a way more compelling experience. Yeah, I you'd mean, have had more more to hook onto. You'd have more intrigue. You'd have more like, oh, I see what you would. I finally see what you were trying to go for. But I really wish I would have known that earlier, like to give me a bit more drive. Like, yeah, it's like a it's like a series that's just it's, well, it's a bit like HBO stuff, I suppose. Nothing happens until the end, and then even then, you're not quite sure what you've just watched. It's, <laughs> Yeah, it's 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 a weird one. I kind of, I sort of like it. Yeah, I bet you do by now, having gone through but, all of that. But kind of hate it at the same time because, yeah. I mean, there there are there are a few major plot points that are never really explained. It just exactly why these things exist and why the world is like this is never. I mean, I guess they couldn't, right? That's kind of the thing. It's like who knows, but. Uh, yeah, why the uh, let's 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 say the main main thing is why that is and why she or it is what it is is never really explained enough. You get to see the the, the history of it, but not really the why. Um, mm. And it's a uh, I man. It's, it's 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 just one of those like what could have been things. It's not as bad as Metal Gear Solid Five for that, because that's obviously going to be worse because it was unfinished. But it's just like like Kojima's got some skills here. I think like the some of the presentation, some of the uh, the way it was shot, especially some of the Mads, the the what, how, what happens with the Mads Mikkelsen storyline and how that relates to Die Hardman and how that relates to the president. And all that stuff, I actually think is quite well done and well shot, especially like like from a filmic point of view, it's it's quite interesting. Um, but someone needs to just teach him how to pace a story. It's like it's like you can't just explain everything at the end. It's I don't know. Are people on his team just scared, like to be like, mm. hey, why don't you try this or? How about this? Why don't their playtesters like go through and be like, and then they get to the eight-hour ending, and they're just like, "Well, that was unexpected." <laughs> yeah, I don't know. It's just, it's, it's just it, that game is baffling. Like, I'm super, super happy that it exists. Don't get me wrong. It's like I, I just think it's, I think it's amazing that a game that weird with that budget can be made in this day and age. Yeah, yeah. It's, I mean, they, you know, gave him. You know, it's not the, it's not a Metal Gear Solid Five level budget, but they gave him a decent budget. And said, oh yeah, I mean, go it's, do what it's you want to do with it. I mean, they probably spent all, most of their budget on getting the actors in, right? It's like yeah, it's not, but maybe that was worth it. I don't know. Yeah. Well, 
Yeah, I mean, yeah. To, to, for for some characters, yes. For some characters, no. Yeah. Troy Baker's character is kind of garbage, for instance, as it turns out. Like, it, there is no decent payoff to Higgs, which is he's he's just a pawn in the end, which is well, mild spoilers, I suppose. But but he ends up being not <laughs> not interesting at all as a result. Oh, yeah, it's a shame. But I'm I'm glad I stuck with it, even if it was very long. And I uh, I won't be um, returning to it, even though it's one of those games where you can. Hmm. The ending does have a uh, open, yeah, yeah, sort of go back in time a bit. Right. Yeah. I think it I think it drops you in at a specific point in the past before the ending, <coughs> and then you can just go dick around in the world and troll everyone by putting structures in bad places. Bridges into the side of mountains, yes, please. Uh, so Death Stranding, yeah. I would, um, I'd maybe watch a YouTube video of those last few hours of gameplay if you want, if someone's put it up there, because it is nuts. Oh, yeah. I mean, I've done that with Metal Gear games in the past, so I'm sure mm. it'd be quite fun to do with Death Stranding. Yeah, there's a lot of it. There's a lot of it. Death Stranding. Thank you, Kojima. You need help, sir. <laughs> you need help. <laughs> okay. Cool. I still can't say I recommend it to anyone. <laughs> just because of, of how long it takes. Yeah. But once you get through it, you feel differently. I still don't really know if I like it, honestly. It's, 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 it's yeah. such a, it just puts you in such a weird place. Like, it's... Uh, hmm. Just because of that, I don't know. Maybe I wouldn't say I wasn't entertained. How about? <laughs> yeah, I, I, I think I know what you, I know what you mean. Like, I wouldn't say yeah. I wasn't entertained. How about right. that? Okay, well that's good. I wouldn't say I wasn't. Classic. Yeah. Negative. Yeah. Yeah. Right. Oh, and they and they patched in an option apparently that I would have really liked to have had at the start of the game, where um. Uh, Every time you got came into contact with the BTs, you'd get this like sequence where your, you know, the flowery robot thing on your back, the Odra deck, would um, uh, like sort of notify you that you were about to enter this area. So you'd have this like it would appear and then spin around for a bit while a bit of itself got ready, and then it would go. You're in the BTO, but this took quite a while, and it was annoying if you were popped into an area and be like, oh crap, no, I'm in the BT zone. I need to come out of that for a moment so I can save, or. Because um, it doesn't let you save when you're in danger areas, right. um, and then you go back in it, and then you get the whole sequence again. And it's like, oh, that's really annoying. But they patched in the ability to minimise that. And I thought I'd just missed the option for the whole game because it came up in a tooltip and a loading screen. Right. And I'm like, oh, holy crap! I need to turn this on. That's fantastic. But it, you found out later it had been patched in. It had been patched in. Yeah. Okay. So I wasn't a complete idiot. But for the love of God, turn that option on. You won't regret it. <laughs> Death Stranding. Cool. The big game. Yeah. What's next on your plate? Um, well, finishing out a Wilds, probably. Or trying to finish it. God knows, I sure. might get stuck. Um, but Greece has turned up on um, Game Pass. That super arty platformer hmm. thing um, that I really like the look of. So I like a, um, I'm planning to give that a shot next. I'm just waiting for, like, 
Yakuza Kiwami 2 <laughs> come out on Game yeah. Pass because because yeah. we know that's coming. It's coming. The year of Yakuza never ends. Okay. Oh, shit. So, we forgot an important bit of news that we're not really going to talk about much. Oh, really? What's that? <laughs> they released that new Trailer 5.7 remake. Oh, yeah. And I specifically am not going to watch specifically it. not watching it. That's why we're not going to talk about it much. Yeah. Because it sounds like they're going a bit too heavy Giving on the... Giving too much uh, away. Yes, yeah. this is going to be my my mild spoilers that I've already <laughs> told Rob, so this is even spoilers for him at this point. But basically, that trailer shows everything in Midgar, which mm. is basically everything in that game, except right. you assume there's also more... Well, you don't assume. You know that there They've is more stuff than there somehow. used to be. Yeah. But if you... If you know the story of Final Fantasy VII, you, you're like, yeah, that's pretty much almost everything that happens in Midgar. There's like three specific things that I could think of that they haven't shown <laughs> out of the whole of Midgar. Yeah, I mean, they're entering... I thought where they'd left it prior to this trailer was like, okay, you've shown quite a bit, but don't go any further. Yeah. <coughs> but they did. They showed it all. Yeah. So I'm not going to... I'm not gonna. I'm gonna save myself. Well, you know, as you say, it's not actually spoilers because you already know exactly what's going to happen. Sure. And I think that I was trying to think of like, what would that trailer be like to someone who didn't know anything about Final Fantasy VII? <laughs> Is it like too much spoilers for a new person? And it's like well, maybe, probably. But it's, it's like it's not. I guess it's all out of context if you don't know it. Yeah. It's it's like not in order at all, so it's like it's a complete like random mashup. It jumps around in the timeline of that game, so you wouldn't necessarily. But there are like some quite major plot points that are meant to be surprises, really, that they show. So you know, maybe don't watch that trailer if you want to be surprised at all. But you know, new stuff. New guy turned up again, whatever he's called. He's got a weird name, and I, oh, I've heard people say it several times, and I always keep forgetting it. I want to call him Roach, but it's not Roach. It's like, oh, it's Roche, like R O C H E. Roche. <laughs> I'm pretty sure that's it. New soldier guy. Roach, wasn't that? Wasn't, isn't he been in one of the Call of Duty games? <laughs> that sounds about right, but I'm Roach sure there's the another horse, game I've played that has uh... Roach in as well. <laughs> In The Witcher, isn't it? Oh, yeah, the oh, horse. Oh, is it? Okay. But yeah. Um, I haven't played much Witcher 3, but I got that much. <laughs> <laughs> yes, they, that new trailer came out and everyone is super infused. The weird thing that I saw on YouTube when, you know, as I do, I've been watching people watch that trailer because <laughs> that's, that's how I end up consuming trailers at this point. You're, you watch reaction videos. Yeah. Maybe well, only, you're part of the problem. Man. Only if I care, <laughs> like Smash Brothers and this. Sure, but bit, what I mean, do we want to talk about? Violet? Not really. No, I haven't I played much as really. <laughs> yeah, but I haven't really played much as a no. But one of the one of the reaction videos that I did watch, and I'd already seen this on one of the previous Final Fantasy VII trailers, is the voice actor for Eris reacting to the trailer. Oh, which is weird because like. She already knows what's in there. She already knows what's in there, or at least the parts that she acted, I guess. Uh, but sometimes <laughs> VO artists don't actually know how things come together. No. But it is, it is a bit weird to have like 
that literal person reacting to the trailer and being like, oh yeah, I guess now I can talk about it, I suppose. Mm. <laughs> but yes, that's kind of weird. And I am going to continue calling her Aerith, even though it's not. So, so what if they, if they officially called her Aerith? Yeah, uh, no, they officially called her Aerith. Oh, like, right, okay. okay. <laughs> so they've de-translated it. Yes. But I'm I'm never gonna get I'm never gonna get that into my head. No, I think I think I'm with you. I'm like Along with Calvin and Hobie's not one of them. Yeah, maybe. <laughs> but on the plus side, at least in this game, it's like it's voice acted back to you. It's not just text. Right, yeah. It's not just a misspelt bit of text that you can interpret in your own way. You can't rename all yeah, the characters. No, that all well, I no, I guess we probably can't now. No. <laughs> Although it would be really funny if they used some terrible text-to-speech engine right yes. in the middle of these scenes. Cloud. Cloud. <laughs> Drug rush. So that's that's that extra bit of news. That game is rapidly approaching. I'm quite excited. Be prepared for there not to be videos of that on our website, I guess. Or on YouTube. Uh, well, we could figure a way of capturing it. We could, but yeah. we're probably not going <laughs> to. Right, I think that's probably going to do it, roughly, I would say. If we've got some videos coming up. We do. Is that true? Well, a video. We have a video, yes. <laughs> okay. <laughs> Minecraft for a change. A Minecraft special. Yeah, my brother made a adventure map uh, of uh, the 1960s British children's television show with puppets called Thunderbirds. Yeah. We adventured it, it. Was it British? Actually British? Yeah, yeah it's fully it? British. It's just that oh, all the characters are American because at the time... Like America was cool. Oh, <laughs> uh, yeah. I actually thought it was just American. No, it was full on British. I mean, uh, hence, yeah, yeah. That guy who voices Scott Tracy, he's like this American actor who evidently <laughs> lived in England because he pops up in uh, doing an American accent in like Bond films quite a lot. <laughs> right. He's in The Spy Who Loved Me, and he's in um, You Only Live Twice, I think. Hmm. Anyway, it's token American guy. Yeah, token American. Yeah. <laughs> so but we worked uh, our way through that whole map, cool. more or less. Well, yeah. I mean, we did we did all the adventure bits, and we ran to a couple of bits of map that we thought we'd miss eventually. Yeah. Sweet. Once we worked out if I can get there. <laughs> Trace Island's quite big. Yeah. Yeah. In real size. Well, it is now. <laughs> as real size as real size gets, I guess. Yeah. 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 There's a lot In to tubular it. form. So check we that went out. To space, and, you know. We'll find a way to put the, I guess, a link to the actual adventure map in the description somehow. Hopefully. Uh, yeah. I might need that information. <laughs> I, will get, I will find out from my brother how to get that to you. <laughs> and uh, yeah, so check out that out on our YouTube channel. And we'll be back in a couple of weeks with another salad cast. Amazing how little we remember about Thunderbirds. Oh, it's amazing how much I did remember about Thunderbirds. Oh, yeah. I remembered pretty much all four of those episodes that the adventure was based on. Oh, good work. Nice. Bye. F-A-B. <laughs> F-A-B. Yep. Fab. <laughs>